This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Friends, welcome to Dear Hallmark. Happy Wednesday to you. And if you are a family member here at Dear Hallmark, you know our Wednesdays are reserved for Chesapeake Shores. So yes, it is time for Wednesdays at the Shores as we are recapping this new season, the final season, unfortunately, of Chesapeake Shores. It's season six, and we are going to talk about episode two. So the episode opens up with Connor and Kevin playing chess, and I'm already excited because we didn't see little to nothing of Kevin and or Sarah in last week's episode. So I'm grateful that we're getting Kevin right out the gate. So they're playing chess, you know, chumming it up like brothers do. And Kevin mentions how he's reluctant to still go to Maui with Sarah because of Connor's health. And Connor's like, what? Like, do what you gotta do like the doctor said I'm fine don't let me stop your trip on account of me you know and so they just Kevin and Sarah decide that well Kevin says okay we'll go to Maui blah and then Bree and Luke have a scene where they talk about porridge and he's having brunch over her house and it reminded me like the difference between porridge and oatmeal that's what he asks or that's what she asks and he begins to rattle off all of these facts and he's like how do she's like how do you know all this stuff and he mentions how he read so much in prison but their conversation about porridge took me back to when i was in copenhagen i had the beautiful experience of studying abroad during my master's program studying Scandinavian design in Copenhagen Denmark and so while I was there I made it a point to go to this specific coffee shop that was near the school that I was attending in Copenhagen and I enjoyed I always got I think it was either a chai latte or one of their like mochas or something and porridge for breakfast and I enjoyed it to smithereens I I just oh that that conversation took me back and it's funny because I'm seeing a lot of the pictures from that experience it's been eight years now which is crazy it was the summer of 2014 that I went and that was my first time going out of the country and I'm, I'm gonna just stop myself right now because I feel myself going down a rabbit hole so I won't do that but that little conversation sparked that that fond memory in my head Um, but while Luke says that he was in prison and he, you know, he read a lot while he was in there, Brie gives him her short story to look over, which is a big deal when a writer wants to show you something in in its rough draft state. That's the, that's a vulnerable moment. So I felt that. And even more so when, as he was reading it, she left, she was like, I learned never to be there while they're reading it. And I, I'm the same way. Like if someone's reading it. I can probably stay for 15 seconds and then I have to leave. Like I, cause it's just, it's too much. It's a lot. Um, so she asks for his, 
take on it because it takes place in prison. And as we know, Brie as a writer is always inspired by real people and real things in her life when it comes to her plays and her novels and her stories. And so when we we find in the in Brie and Luke's storyline that he says that the writing is good and this is when we come back from commercial. He says that the writing is good, but the account of the main character being in prison isn't accurate. It isn't true to the real prison experience. And so that took her aback. She's like, well, what do you mean? And at first I was like, oh, shoot, is she too proud to let him tell her what's wrong with her short story? Because that's what it looked like it was lending to. But then I, I know Bree is just like, okay, I need you to tell me exactly what's not right. Like, can you just, you know, and I know it, it took her, it took her aback because um, she told him to be honest. And he said that the writing is done, like it's written really well. The writing is really good. It's just that the prison account isn't true to real prison experience. And so they, she, he gives her some notes. And then after the other commercial, when we see them in the bridge, he's rereading her rewrite or he's reading her rewrite her revision and he says it's spectacular and she's like thank you your notes helped all the more and that's kind of where Bree and Luke's storyline ends for the episode we see Bree as more of a supporting character in some other scenes speaking of which when um Abby and Jess and Bree they're out on the porch chilling and Abby's asking her sisters for uh suggestions for a second date because this is the biggest thing with this episode is that Abby and Evan are going on their second date and so she's asking Jess and Brie what they're what they you know just filling it out and Brie and Jess talk about the second dates that they went on and that scene is so cute I just always love a scene with all the siblings like when it when there's a lot of siblings on the screen so that that will always uh, I just love that um, we also get a scene where Connor is helping Margaret study for the bar, which is kind of, which is one plot line with Connor throughout this episode. Anytime Margaret comes in, um, she's giving him updates on how the bar is going. So, so far with this episode, she's taken the first part of the bar, which is the essay questions. And then we don't see her again. She has to take the multiple choice part. So we'll probably find out about that in the next episode. And then the biggest um, the biggest thing with Jess and David before we go to commercial break with the show is that David's mom busts up in a B&B. And he's like, what in the world? And she's just like, I got to get out of Boston. The paparazzi's hounding her. They're like literally how the press is probably around like Kim Kardashian. She can't go nowhere. That's how I feel like the press is with the mom back in Boston. So she needed to get away. So she comes to the B&B. Now we go, we go to commercial and we come back. This is the big thing. Mom is on the phone and she's talking to Carter, the the man who was trying to woo her, but she chose dad. Hello. And so he's saying that the job at the Getty is still open. Like what was good? And she's like, you know, I I don't want to go. My, my son, Connor, blah, blah, blah. And Connor is overhearing all of this and mom didn't know. And then she sneaks and she happens to look over and she's like, Oh crap. Connor's right there. Let me call you back Carter. And so mom asked Connor, how much of that did you hear? And Connor's like, mom, I don't want you turning down a job 
on account of me. And she's like, Connor, your health is of the most importance to me. I, I can, this, this job isn't all that, it isn't as big as it seems. But everyone knows that this is mom's dream job, is to curate art for the Getty. So, which seems like a pattern. Again, because we have Kevin wanting to cancel his trip, and Connor's like, no, you don't have to. And then mom not taking the job, and Connor's like, no, you don't have to. So then we get a scene with Kevin and dad in the garage. Kevin's looking for a suitcase for his trip. And then Connor comes in and Connor asks dad, so dad, what do you think about mom turning down the Getty? Like, how do you feel about that? And he's just like, listen, I support whatever your mom decides to do. But you have to understand that this decision is coming at a kind of a volatile time where, um, it was a lot happening at the same time. Dad and mom were about to go on a trip around the world. Connor had a heart attack and now she got this job opportunity. It's like, what? It's, it's a lot. It's a lot happening at once. And then we just get a good father and son kind of banter throughout that scene. So that was that was a beautiful scene. But um, like I said, dad ultimately says he supports mom in whatever he does. And so... um. Bree, I already talked about, we already covered Bree's whole storyline throughout the rest of the episode. Um, Luke is, you know, doing his managerial thing at the bridge now. And so dad is acting mad weird. He comes in and he just seems out of it. And Luke is like, are you okay? Because he asks him about a certain vendor that's supposed to come by. And dad's like, who? And he's like, you don't remember what's going on? Are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. And it looks like he's about to tip over and faint. Like, he looks like he's about to go at any minute. And that prompts Luke to ask Dad if he's still taking the painkillers. And Dad got very defensive and said, no, I'm not taking the painkillers. You're wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. And he kind of storms off. And Luke's just like, Mick, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to blah, blah, blah. And... I'm like, oh, snap. Now we have dad's storyline being he's becoming addicted to prescription medication, which is sad. I don't want to see dad go out like that. I really don't want to see him go out like that. So I'm curious how this storyline is going to play in the rest of the season. But hold tight because wait till we get to the ending scene of this episode. So Abby and Evan have their second date. She ends up taking him crabbing. Crabbing is something that she used to do as a kid. And so she says crabbing is the best at Chesapeake Shores, which I think is a real thing. Because when I tell you the seafood at the Chesapeake, my family and I, we used to vacation in the Chesapeake Bay area. It's only about an hour and a half from uh, Pennsylvania, from where we are in Pennsylvania anyway. And so it's an hour and a half south, I should say. Um, And so we would vacation there during the summers and stay for about a week and the seafood is just on another level it really really is it really really is and so they go crabbing and it's just the cutest thing they have a cute little date montage of evan trying to crab you know and seeing him doing manual labor is just so great i just think it's really great and they're super cute together and then they end on the dock drinking wine out of a picnic basket glass watching the sunset and then Evan grabs her hand and it's just like the cutest little thing I can't wait for the relationship to progress and then have that first kiss oh my gosh it's gonna be so darling it's going to be so darling so David's sister now comes to the B&B so not only is his mom there now his sister's there 
And on top of that, now the press has found them. Don't know how, don't know when or where. But the press is now hounding the B&B. Jess was like, get back, get back. You don't know me like that. Go far from, like, you're trespassing because she calls Connor for advice. And so she tells the press to go back to the driveway because you're trespassing if you step on my lawn. And so now she has to kind of deal with the press being at the B&B. So that's going to be curious to see in the next episode how Jess and David deal with that in terms of their customers. Because I can imagine just innocent people who have nothing to do with this. Now they have to be they have to be succumbed to the press always being in the driveway, taking pictures. All, like that can that's that's a lot. Like who wants that? Um, Margaret's feeling really good about the bar. But again, whatever. No, not whatever. But it's just like. It felt like filler, but I mean, this is a TV show. I have to also recalibrate my brain because I haven't watched Hallmark television in a f- like quite a few months because I don't watch When Called the Heart. So I'm so used to the movies. So I have to understand that they are going to take things step by step because they have 10 episodes to kind of air things out. But Margaret's storyline within this episode just seemed like a little bit of a filler. Um... But here is the creme de la creme. Here is how the episode ends with these ten, with these 10 minutes. Dad finally gets his cast off and he's asking the doctor for more prescription medication. And the doctor's like, you don't need it. I mean, the x-ray came back. You're completely healed. If you do continue to experience some discomfort, you can just take ibuprofen. Um, and he begins to say how... He is very particular when prescribing opioids because he does not want people to get addicted, which was a big deal. And it's so interesting that they're choosing to to talk about the opioid epidemic in terms of people getting addicted to it because it's a real thing. I remember when uh, January of 2020, I had surgery because I tore my Achilles. And so they had me on Percocets. And when I tell you that stuff is crazy y'all that stuff is crazy and i'm just so thankful to god that my story isn't one that i got addicted on it but it's real like people can really get addicted to these prescription medications but these prescription medications will have like these drugs will have you doing crazy things like i i remember being loopy at times and i remember having crazy dreams like i was spider-man flying from building to building like i'm not even joking like it was like these things are hardcore and no joke and so it's interesting to find that this is being woven within the chesapeake shore storyline now um and so dad's driving home and abby calls him because there's the siblings are setting up for a family dinner which is so cute i love a little family dinner especially with all my siblings and i'm talking about the o'brien siblings specifically <laughs> and so abby's calling dad like dad what's up where are you and he um she's like aren't you you still coming to the family dinner or whatever and he's like what she's like the family dinner are you okay and that's again someone else asking him is he okay and he's like yes and he put at first i thought he was gonna run off the road i was so nervous i was like please let's not kill dad like can't this just stop but we he didn't he pulled up into the drive through into the drive through into his driveway safely and but the first thing he does is he goes to his bathroom and rummages through his drawers like a dang thief in the night looking for some um pain medication and he found some i think it seemed to be his last one and he takes it and it's like he's trying to get back to homeostasis 
and the music that's even behind it and how the camera is shaking you're like this is a very intense situation and so then he comes down to the kitchen but before he gets into the kitchen we see him by himself taking a deep breath and then plastering on the smile and then he goes into the kitchen to inter to interact and engage with his kids and so mom comes too because the purpose of this dinner while they do want to connect as a family really the purpose of this dinner is for everyone to convince mom to take the getty job which is connor you know he's straight no chaser so he's like i'm gonna just get straight to the point and then mom's like oh, okay and so they begin to encourage mom like we love that you're back in our life we love that you're killing it you found a job you got a place here here you're here permanent and she's like uh-uh she smells it she's like okay what's going on for real for real and so then connor puts it out there how they really want mom to take the job at the getty and then each of the siblings kind of give their own take on why they want mom to to go to LA um, and even dad chimes in and then of course Jess um, which I love that they re repaired and, re and are reconciling their relationship and she's like mom you know we can zoom we can call we can text like it's really okay live your dream and so mom decides well okay I'm going to live my dream and I'm going to go to LA so mom is going to LA she's going to go to the getty and that's how the episode ends with them pouring wine and glasses and cheers in now we get preview of the next of next week's episode we are going to be talking about um it's going to be focused on mom and dad mom and dad are going to have a romantic dinner but she uses these words now we can talk we can have the talk and so dad's kind of like racking his brain for the whole episode is what i'm thinking she said we got to talk what does that mean what are we going to talk about what's going on and so then they have this, like, it's all going to culminate to this romantic dinner. And I'm curious what they're going to talk about. Like, what does that mean? Are they going to talk about, like, where their relationship stands as she goes to the Getty? Or, like, is dad going to move to L.A. with her? I'm very curious about that. So here are some questions going into the next episode that I have. Some of them I already expressed to you, like, with mom and dad. So I won't go into that already. But Abby and Evan... What is their third date going to be like? What is that? Because, like, what are we looking forward to now with Abby and Evan with the next episode? What, are they, are we going to see them in more of this kind of in-between state before their third date? And we won't get their third date until their fourth episode? Or will we see them go on a date each episode? And then that kind of culminates into them being a, in a long-term relationship. And then with Kevin and Sarah, are we going to see them at all? <laughs> I want to see Kevin and Sarah um because she had an incredibly like her storyline of her miscarrying her kid like i i what i need to see sarah and kevin more <laughs> and then did margaret pass the bar and if so um what is margaret and connor's relationship going to look like now are there is there going to be conflict within their relationship with her now being a lawyer and her offering her expertise and them kind of bumping heads in terms of how they think about certain things as it pertains to law? Will that be something? And then with Jess and David, how are they going to be handling the press with David's mom and sister being there? Because remember, Jess is now going to have to be the rock in this relationship and really support David and support his family. But I love that she also has the support of her family with her as well, holding her up too. Um, and she even expressed how she was grateful to get away for a little bit for that family dinner because it was so much and it was a lot. So... 
that's kind of where we are with our O'Brien siblings at Chesapeake Shores for episode two of season six. I want to know your thoughts. What are you thinking about how the series is, is or how the season is going so far? You can let me know by leaving a voice message. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a place where you were able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts and I can play it here on the podcast and respond to it. Be sure if you haven't already to rate and review the podcast on both Apple and Spotify. And if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, it's free. Become a family member. Don't just be a guest. We got we got a seat at the table with your name on it. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. You'll find my reviews for um, all of the movies on there. And you'll find my first impression reviews of movies on the YouTube channel. So guys, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of Wednesday at the Shores with our O'Brien siblings and I look forward to talking with you guys next week for episode three. Ciao my friends.